Right to be read podcast, episode number 116. Interview with Didi Marks. You are listening to the Right to be Read podcast, and this is your host, Ani Alexander. Hey there, everyone. It's me, Annie Alexander. And today, as always, I will try to encourage and inspire you with this episode too. So before we start, I just want to remind you that in the previous few weeks, I have been working very hard with my business partner, Jatsuna, on our newborn online business, Publish My Book Today. I just want you to check it out because if you just want to write the books and not deal with all the redundant and quite boring things like the formatting, the editing of the text, the publishing itself, coming up with keywords, choosing the category, making the book cover and many, many other things like like the author website, audiobook production and stuff like that, just check out www.publishmybook.today and you will see all the things that we could do for you. So the main aim is to make you spend your time at your best doing what you love just writing. Write your book and we will deal with the rest. So once again, www.publishmybook.today. And did I mention that you basically keep all your royalties and all the rights for the book? So we don't really come up as publishers. We just do it for you for a fee, which is quite affordable, by the way. And uh, the book is yours. You are the author. You are the publisher. You get the royalties. You keep all the rights and and you can do whatever you want with your book later on. So I guess that's all I wanted to say about this. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm not really a salesy person, so I hate self-promotion and sales and stuff like that. But I also know that unless I tell that, no one will know that it exists. And, you know, if it keeps staying as invisible as it is right now, I won't be able to proceed with my goal and establish an online business, which I always wanted to do. Okay, well, so I guess that was all in terms of publish my book today. Now I will tell that I'm interviewing yet another fiction author and this time it's a romance fiction author whose name is Didi Marks. So let's just go ahead and see what we can get from the interview because she has really interesting original ideas which I heard for the first time an author using for the book marketing. So let's dive in and see what Didi can share with us. Hello Didi, thank you very much for coming over to the show and welcome to the Right to be Read. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Well, it's it's really a pleasure. I haven't uh, interviewed many women up to now, my fault, somehow. <laughs> so in terms of gender, gender equality, I'm, I'm not very good at that at this point yet. <laughs> and the other disbalance I'm having is I haven't been interviewing as many fiction authors as I'd like to. So today I'm like really glad that I covered those two points because it's, you know, it's really great to have a female fiction writer over. 
Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Okay, so let's, uh, I mean, uh, let's start from the very beginning. And I just want you to know whether you were from those people who always dreamed to become writers, or it happened accidentally, or, you know, what was your personal journey of becoming a writer? Sure. So, um, you know, throughout my life, and through um, my schooling and education and everything, I had more of a creative talent than, you know, your typical math, science. So I always found myself kind of writing. Um, however, I did follow more of a traditional career path and got into the corporate world. And about five years ago, I found myself um, without a job. And um, the process that I went through was, you know, I was in this corporate job and I was making great money, but I was very unsatisfied and very unhappy. Um, and so when I left there, you know, I had this epiphany that, you know, there's more to life and there, I think I have a bigger calling and I just really searched my soul for what I was supposed to be doing. And, um, the specific series that I'm writing right now, um, it's called the beyond series, uh, was really inspired by a dear friend of mine who I lost in a car accident about 22 years ago. So it's one of those things where, you know, he passed away when I was 23 years old and it was a very, very deep, um, loss in my life. It was mm -hmm. really kind of changed the, the trajectory of my life. And, um, I just looked for him to get for guidance and we've always kind of maintained this divine friendship from beyond. And I looked to him for signs and, you know, helping me on my, my journey, my path. And so when I was at this, you know, crossroads a few years ago, I was just like, you know, I really need your help in identifying what it is that I should be doing. And I got very clear signs from him that it was, you know, to pursue this book. And I call the book, this love letter to friendship. And it really is based loosely on my life and about how friendships, and have inspired me over the years and how they really guide me to fulfilling, you know, what my soul needs. Um, and as soon as I kind of gave into that, um, that path, doors started opening for me left and right. And it's really been this tremendous journey. So in college, I uh, was a marketing public relations major. I took a lot of journalism. So I had a lot of writing in my background And then I took some uh, improv, improvisational classes here in the U.S., which is more skit and, um, you know, impromptu, thinking on your feet. And that also, that training kind of gave me the, um, the ability to kind of write on my feet and think on my feet and really turned into this wonderful story that was very unexpected for me. Oh, I see. So basically, uh, I mean, I, I'm always asking this question because it's different for different people. So um, how difficult it was to write a personal story? I mean, a story which is based right. on your personal life. Was it more difficult because it was personal or the opposite? It had this healing effect of letting go or, you know, having, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's interesting because as I've been doing book clubs, a lot of people have asked that because I really did pour my heart and soul onto the page. Um, but like you just mentioned, it was really cathartic for me and it was the final healing mechanism to letting go. 
And I feel like I've left this legacy for me and my friends and my family. And I guess when I started writing it, I really didn't think that it was going to have an audience outside of people that I knew. Um, So I just was like, I just stayed true to my heart and wrote from my soul. And I think it really translated on paper. And my ultimate goal would be to help other people heal. I mean, everybody's lost somebody they love. So if they could read and gain anything from my story and help them heal, then that would be my best case scenario. Okay, I see. Well, since it was your very first book writing experience, and basically it was the first piece you were sharing with your um, potential audience, uh, did you have any writer's doubts or any fears uh, that kind of, you know, made you feel a bit uncomfortable about sharing it and putting it out there? So I wrote it as a fictional story um, because it's loosely based on my life, but there was a lot of fiction in it. So I took liberties and I changed some things around so that, you know, the reader can't really tell what's real and what's not real. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of a way of protecting myself in terms of, you know, I did put a lot of my personal feelings out there and into the book. But, you know, everybody questions, like, how much of the book is real versus how much is fiction? And that's the thing that's like, you know, I guess we'll just have to guess because it's all weaved in together. So that's kind of where I got my um, saving grace a little bit is that, you know, I could embellish in certain parts and make up things in other parts. So it's this combination of real plus fiction um, that only really I know what's Mm -hmm. real. Mm, okay, I see. And uh, so how did you go? Did, was this traditionally published book or did you go to the traditional route? So it is, a, um, I went with a hybrid publisher. Um, so it's considered self-published, but the publisher actually has um, very traditional publishing channels and distribution. So it's distributed as if it's a traditionally published book, um, but they were able to help me with uh, my marketing and putting my brand out there and doing press releases and then getting it into the bookstore system so that um, traditional bookstores could purchase it. And it's on Amazon as well. Um, but I think because I went that non-traditional route, I didn't have the pressure of, you know, a large publishing house breathing down my neck for pages so I could write at my own pace. Mm-hmm. So that was a little bit of a relief for me. Okay, I see. So uh, h- how difficult it was to make this decision and make a choice of who you are going to work with? Because many writers who are writing their first book, very often they kind of, they write it, they complete it, and then they end up not really knowing what to do. Especially right. if it's a fiction book, it's kind of, you know, it seems that it's even harder uh, to, to kind of to make decisions regarding that. So um, what was your process? What did you consider? How did you choose who to work with? And how did it go? So that's a really great question. Um, I actually hired my publisher before the book was even written. So once I kind of gave into the process, um, I started seeking out different channels, conferences, people with like-mindedness to me, where I would get introduced to people to hear about their experience. And um, I met a woman that helped me with my marketing and branding, and we started building my website and putting my profile together. So almost like a trailer to a movie. We already started this process to get people out there knowing who I was and what my brand was. Um, And during that process, through 
like divine, I'll call it, uh, connections, I was introduced to my publisher who it just really fell into place. So I didn't do a ton of research, but I've been very happy with them. Okay. Yeah, I see. Yeah, because there are, you know, some uh, scary stories around about different publishers you end up with and, you know, very um, bad outcomes at the end. Right. Okay. So um, let's let's talk about the writing process a bit. Since it's sure. fiction, uh, it's a bit different from nonfiction where they already have the outline and the writers already know what what they want to share specifically uh, they are basically kind of you know putting their knowledge onto paper here mm-hmm. we have a creative process where you have the basis of the story because it's based on your personal story but you also have to kind of mix it up with uh, fiction as um, different scenes and stuff like that so how did you approach this process of book writing did you plot from the very beginning and you knew where you are going or you had this freedom of kind of you know drifting away and writing whatever felt right at that point how did you do right. that so it's interesting i've i've been since i started this process i've followed several of my favorite authors to kind of understand what their creative process is and how they come up with their topics and things and what i found is i'm very like these people um meaning that there is no uh format really that it's all based on, you know, who you are and how you choose to write. So I did not write like page one till the end. I wrote chapters at a time. Mm -hmm. And the way that I can say how I chose to write a chapter, I didn't write every day either. I would write in creative bursts almost. So sometimes I would write for a week straight and then put it down for a month and then come back to it. And then I would re-edit kind of what I had already written and then add to it. So the whole process in total didn't take me very long, probably nine months in total, but in condensed amount of time, it was probably like a 30-day process. It went very quickly, um, but I I just kept feeling like I kept getting ideas almost in my dreams, and I would keep a notepad by my bed and write things down. Um, so I don't know where the inspiration really came from, but I always keep something with me to take note of a situation that's happening when I'm out in public or something that a character might do. Um, But as far as writing it from start to finish, I kind of jumped all over the place and then I pieced it together at the end. So if my mood was very lighthearted, I would write maybe a funny chapter or, um, you know, if I was more sad that day, I might talk about the loss of my friend. Um, So things like that were kind of my mood dictated what I wrote for that particular day and I think there's a lot of emotion in the book. Oh, okay. I see. Very interesting because I had a very similar, uh, you know, writing process myself. And, you know, many, many writers were horrified knowing that, you know, I was writing in completely separate pieces of the book in right. different parts and then putting it back as a puzzle so Mm -hmm. so it's 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 nice to know that I'm not the only one yes exactly (laughs) that's exactly how I did it oh yeah great so let's uh, talk about uh, what you said you already did several things before the book was completed and before it was published so what did you do and what kind of results did you get so um I, what I did was, I mean, I had this concept of a book and I could, I wanted to bring it to life. So, um, 
And in my day job, I'm a project manager. So I think naturally I think about organization and what resources am I going to need to make this kind of project complete. And so when I saw this book, I was like, all right, I want to, I picked out the names of the trilogy beforehand. I actually went out to uh, 99designs and I ran a contest and I filled out a design brief and had designers from all over the world help pitch me ideas for the book covers. And from there, it you know, I waited to see what spoke to me and I chose different covers. Um, my pen name was a combination of my, my real name and my friends who passed away his name. Um, and I just started getting all those things in place. So I had business cards made up with my pen name. And when I would go to these conferences, I would hand out my card and tell people, oh, I'm writing a novel and this is what it's about. And would just start creating interest around the story um, and getting people engaged. And then I built out all my social media channels and started pitching kind of like the story on there and finding followers And so it really helped the process because then I was already committed to the book, right? So it was a concept in my head. But now that I've shared it with everybody, it was like, I have to write it now. And fortunately, it came right away to me. But it was more of a, you know, traditional marketing sense where I was like, okay, well, I have this product and I want people to know about it. So I'm going to get people started to be excited about it. So they're anticipating when it arrives, So it really worked well, I think, for me. I think I had already an audience engaged by the time the book got here, and they're all really excited for the next two books. So I think I'm establishing my audience um, pretty well on social media. Okay, I see. So let's kind of, you know, go forward and imagine that it's done, it's published. uh, And what happens? I mean, were you one of uh, us who kind of, you know, who who looked at the statistics every hour and was (laughs) seeing what's happening? So so what happened? Did you have uh, higher expectations or lower ones? You know, were you disappointed or excited? What's, you know, what did you feel? And how did it go? Right. So um, because I had kind of built up this audience, I had a lot of people pre-order the book. Um, And in addition to what the publishing company did for me, I was really like kind of pounding the pavement in terms of getting um, in front of people. And I decided that the book club route was going to be something that I was going to pursue pretty hard. Um, I have a lot of friends spread across the country and I kind of announced like, hey, if you guys have a book club, I'll come to your book club and I'll talk to you about the book. And that seemed to be really exciting for people. And I've done kind of a dozen book clubs um, kind of around the Midwest where I've gone and everybody has read the book. And then, they, you know, they have the ability to ask me kind of similar questions that you're asking me. Um, so it's been a really uh, unique process. And I would say that I didn't have... I made myself not have any expectations because my ultimate goal is that I want to entertain entertain people and also hopefully um, give them a message of healing. And if I can help even one person with that process or um, share my experience with somebody who's experienced something similar, then that's kind of the reward. So I didn't want to look at it as a monetary basis and how much money can I make from this. Um, because that's really not what it's about. So I'm just kind of, I gave it to the universe. I was like, okay, I did what I said I was going to do. I wrote this book. I wrote it from the heart, and now I need the universe to take over. And I think that's been the best approach I could have gone with so that I'm not, like, 
okay, where do I stand in the book ranking today? And how many sales do I have? And, you know, cause mm. I feel like once you t- let the greed take over, you know, it's kind of taking away from the overall message. So that's at least personally what my position has been is that, um, I am grateful for every person that reads it and enjoys it. And I hope that it catches on. So. Okay. Yeah, I see. So uh, let's just talk about, I mean, since it was your very first book, you basically were dealing with reviews and feedback for the first time. And apparently Mm -hmm. you, I mean, you had various different feedback, most probably, because Mm -hmm. that's what we get usually. Uh, So how did you deal with criticism and, you know, several uh, negative reviews, which, which you've got? Right. So, I mean, to be honest, um, right now I'm at a 90% rate of uh, four and five star reviews. So I've only received a couple negative reviews. I've gone down multiple paths to receive reviews. So um, on Amazon, obviously people can review the book. I also went um, through a blog tour where a bunch of different bloggers um, for a free copy of the book gave me an honest review. So I received 30 reviews from those um, people. I'm on Goodreads. So there's all these different channels. And, you know, I just say to people, you know, here's the book. I'd love you to provide an honest review, you know, when you're done reading the book. And so far, knock wood, it's all been extremely positive. But at the same time, I know that my book is only going to probably resonate with a certain group of people. Mm -hmm. um, And that my writing style, you know, I tried to stay true to my voice um, and how I tell a story in person. And it seems that it came across that way. So, you know, I didn't expect it to win any you know, narrative awards or anything like that, but like, um, be more of a fun, lighthearted beach read. So, but I mean, I expect that people will have varying opinions, both positive and negative. And I just hope that that just weaves its way back into my writing process to make me a better writer. Okay, I see. So basically, it's going to be a a trilogy, you said? Yes. Okay, so um, h- how difficult it is to write a standalone book versus trilogy? I mean, what are the specifics you have to take into account in order to come up with series? Right, so the first book, I just realized that um, the story I wanted to tell had way too much detail in it, that it would be pretty hard to include in one book. So what I did is I kind of told the story in my head and where they started versus, you know, where the characters start versus where they end up. And in the first novel, I talk about um, kind of a long period of time. So I parallel to these two characters lives for over, you know, 20 years. So those two books are written more on a span and gap of time. And the next two books will be more real time getting into where they are today and moving forward. Um, It'll also get into some backstories about some other characters. So I think I had to tell the whole story in my head first and understand kind of where I was going to end each book and what would kind of drive the audience to pick up the next one. Um, So I just really, you know, outlined it for three and then know kind of the highlights I want to touch on in each book Um, And then the detail just comes to me. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I see. So, how are you? I mean, you already had an an audience who was waiting for the book, uh, mm-hmm. the book one, and now they are waiting for the book two and three. Mm-hmm. And in between, um, how are you engaging them, and how are you getting in touch with them, and keep their anticipation up? Right. Good question. So. Um, I'm staying consistent on social media and I'm also, you know, letting them know where they can find me, um, where I am with the current story so they can anticipate what, what's to come next. And then I'm also still encouraging people to invite me to come to their book club to speak so I can fill them in. And I've also been leveraging those book clubs as almost um, a mini focus group to ask them, like, what would you love to hear more of? Or what would you love to see in the next book? Or who, what character do you want to hear more about? Um, and really helping them feel engaged in the story. And um, I've actually gotten some really good ideas that I'm incorporating into the story longer term. So I'm just trying to stay in touch with them as much as possible. And I'm hoping to have all three books out within a two-year time frame so that I keep the audience engaged. Okay, I see. So from you mentioned social media. Uh, mm-hmm. So what exactly, which channels are you using most and which are the most effective for you? And how are you kind of, you know, using those channels? So primarily, um, I use Facebook, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, Pinterest. And um, I don't know if you've heard about this new website called Reader's Legacy. Oh, yes. Which is, (laughs) yes, so that um, is a new channel that I've been exposed to. So what I want to do is mostly, I mean, I make sure, number one, that my message is consistent across all those channels. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, for example, on Pinterest, what I'm doing is I've created boards for each of the characters in the book. And I pin things to them that I think the character would like um, to get people to follow me there Um, On Facebook, I usually post things like, you know, if I'm at a book signing or I've had a book club, um, I use, you know, post pictures there of those types of events. And then just things that the characters would say or things that inspire me as a a writer um, just to keep people with my name in front of them. I'm also doing some um, so my book is is loosely based on my life and it's about a, a character, a female character Um, and it's a love story and she falls in love with a chef. So one of the unique things that I've done is I've, um, partnered with a chef in my process. And what he does is he comes to some of these book events with me and he'll cook the recipes from the book. So that's been a really fun twist on a book club. And I run, um, Facebook ads out there to say, Hey, have us come to your next event and he'll cook and I'll talk to you about my book. So it's kind of a fun way to get a different um, level of audience, you know, get foodies interested in the book and all that sort of stuff. So it's been really, really fun. And we've been getting great feedback. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I can imagine that it's quite original. And, you know, people are not used to such book events. Right, <laughs> so exactly. It's, so it's, it's, got, it's definitely going to be a lot of fun. And um, yeah, and they may bring in people who are not really 
very booky, but you right. know, they they love to eat. So, yes. so you you exactly. learn. Yeah, absolutely. Very very interesting idea. So basically, this makes me think that you know there are always some ways to come up with original non-standard ways yes. of promoting the book. So although promoting fiction books is harder than non-fiction books, but the, on the other hand, fiction books have different stories and twists that you can kind of, you know, look more attentively at and come up with a very, you know, non-standard ways of capitalizing on those. Yeah, well, very interesting. So uh, basically, um, can we say it's, I mean, what genre do you uh, put it into a romance book? Yes. So if you were to dive a little deeper, I know they don't really use the term chiclet much anymore. Um, but kind of a chiclet, um, it's like a light fun read. There are some heavy topics in it, but I try to keep it as light as possible. But yes, it's based on romance at the, you know, at the lowest level. So that would be a good category to keep it in. Like I said, I've been trying to pitch the book clubs pretty hard. Um, and actually I'm ranking as if you go on to Amazon and you type in the top 10 best book club books, I'm actually ranked as number two in that category. So, yeah, yeah. So I've been trying to, you know, kind of go after some non-traditional channels and, um, they've been working pretty effectively for me. Okay. So you, we can kind of, you know, um, say that most of your audience are women uh, since it's romance and you, you kind of, you, you already have your definite reader profile there. Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, which is sort of, you know, in a way easy because you can relate to your audience yourself. Right. And I also think, um, you know, in addition to women, you know, if anybody's just looking for like a, you know, a beach read or something quick, um, I think this is in that category. I also think um, because of this whole connection to the beyond, um, people that, you know, people um, who follow people like uh, Teresa Caputo, the Long Island Medium, and other spiritual characters like that would appreciate the book in terms of having lost someone they love and wanting to stay connected to them in the physical world. Uh, you know, how do they go about looking for signs from their loved ones? If they're, you know, how do they keep in tune or listen to them? So that's mm-hmm. another angle and audience that I've been going after. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I can imagine that's that's another way of looking at it. So they, that, that part of your audience may not specifically be romance reader, but, you know, if they, they are positioned that way, the book is positioned from that angle, then they will definitely check it out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, true. Okay, so uh, basically, uh, what are your plans for, I mean, what are your upcoming plans? You, once you finish your trilogy, are you kind of planning to to continue writing and is your goal uh, writing career and being a full-time author? Yes, actually, that is exactly what my goal would be, is that, you know, I have this trilogy that I want to finish and um, give all my energy to, but I do see future books in my future. And, you know, that's why I'm, you know, I travel a lot for work and things like that. So I'm always kind of keeping an eye open to things that happen and people that I could create into a character and what would be a good storyline. 
Um, so I'm always kind of in a creative process and staying in tune to what's happening out there. Um, but yes, my ultimate goal would be that I could do this for a living and, um, do it for the rest of my life because it's really where my passion lies. Okay, yeah, I see. So if we want to wrap this up, let's just, you know, imagine that someone who is listening to us right now is um, has started writing his very first book. So mm -hmm. what would be your like biggest tips and your advice to that kind of person who has just started from scratch? Sure. So I would say that, um, you know, they should definitely stay committed to the process. And once they decide to make it a go, um, make it a priority and to make sure the story is coming from your heart. I know there's a lot of nonfiction books out there, but those are things that are people's passion in their business life or in their personal life. So if it's something of a story that you feel compelled to share with other people, I would just trust yourself and make sure to write it down. And in that process, I would try and look for people that are would be a good mentor. So if there's somebody in your genre that you know um, that inspires you or that you really respect, um, I would start following them. So one of the things that I did when I started writing my book is I started following a couple of the, couple of the authors, um, New York Times bestsellers that I really, really love and that inspire me. And they both uh, put out books last year. So I made sure to go to their local book signings and I followed them online to see how people were, um, you know, liking their books and what their audience members were saying. And so I just tried to stay close to what they were doing and try and mirror their process a little bit to incorporate into my style and um, how I went about my marketing process. So, um, you know, you need to surround yourself with like-minded people. If you want to go to conferences and learn more about the craft or how about, you know, more about marketing, there's great resources out there, but just stick with it. Don't give up on it and, you know, make sure that you get it to a point where it can be, something you're proud of mm -hmm. yeah very true well thank you very much for coming over thanks a lot uh we did not mention the the name of the book so and where they can find it so maybe sure. we can and when they can where they can find you so maybe before we part you could tell them where to go what to look at and you know how they could connect with you if they would like to sure So the name of the book is called Beyond Believing. It's part of the Beyond series. The next two books will be called Beyond Love and Beyond Forever. My website is ddmarks.com. You can find me there. All my social media handles are on there. You can sign up for a free chapter of my book. And there's also a lot of information about some of the um, events that I've been to and how you can follow me. Um, I'm on Facebook, Twitter. Um, so I encourage everybody to go out and check me out and follow me there. Oh, yeah. And keep an eye to the next event so you can have the chef cook for you. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the chef is always willing to cook. So you can find out more about him on my website as well. Very good. Okay. Well, thank you very much for coming over. I wish you lots of success with the trilogy. And, you know, I'm, I'm very glad that you found something to pursue that is a real passion for you. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time and wish you all the best as well. Thank you. 
Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, I guess that was it for today. I kind of would like to pay attention once again to the fact that actually, if you want, you will always find very original, non-standard approaches and ways to market your book that will stand out and bring in more people and bring in more eyeballs to the book and more attention. So basically, you know, look around, think about ways how you can approach your book marketing. What is that something unique in it? What is something original that is related to your characters maybe? to your story maybe and come up with things that haven't been done yet but at the same time seem very attractive and very interesting so people will get interested and will pay attention and will actually get engaged with you and your story and meanwhile I guess before all that you have to make sure that you have a story written and you have a book completed so go ahead and keep writing and I will be very happy to hear about your success and about your completed books. So don't hesitate to email me at Annie at AnnieAlexander.com and I will be more than happy to talk and discuss your books and to actually do a happy dance for your successful launch. Take care. Bye.